Hey, everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I am Jackie Reed. And I'm Joanne Reed. What's up, cousin? Uh, uh, you know what? I'm feeling really good. I mean, we had the uh, a great kind of uh, moment in the Margie Q. Green story tonight. Uh, and I found that oh. fun. I, I find that whole narrative just weird and wild. So we had a, we had an interesting news night tonight. She got Dude. stripped of all her committee assignments. So she's still in Congress. I, that's what she I ain't want to know. Do you think yeah. she's going to get kicked out of Congress no, eventually? No. no. Why? Because, How can this be? Because a lot of the Republican Party believes in QAnon because all QAnon really is at the base for a lot of those people is anti-Semitic, anti-Muslim, and anti, anti-Black anti-black conspiracies. It's very much about racism, white supremacy, and demographic panic. And that's like a majority of Republican voters. So, yeah, it's true. Even if they're like light versions of it, right? You got the heavy versions who are like, it's a conspiracy and there's Jewish people with lasers in space. And then they use their space lasers and they start fires in California. I don't know why they do it, but they do it because they got the lasers. Then you got the ones who are like the mild ones who basically just are like, oh my God, why do I have to speak? Why, why do they have press two for Spanish? Oh my God, why are the Muslims getting to be in Congress now? Why do they get to like, you know, put their hand on a Quran when they, you know, swear into Congress just because they're Muslim? Oh my God, why can't they use a Bible? Like you have the whole range of it. To, to me, though, at this point, right, when we we see how deranged, you know, Donald Trump is after everything that happens. And even though there's still a lot of, you know, people in Congress that are still standing by him, flying down to Florida to visit with him, because I don't know how many of them really believe what he believes and think think they actually think that he's a competent person or how many of them are just, you know, really trying to hang on to the Trumpets, you know, and the people that yep. voted for him. You know, I like, can you differentiate between those two Absolutely. people? When you look at like a Mitch McConnell to me, right. Seems like somebody who, who knows that Trump is crazy and knows that all this QAnon stuff is ludicrous and nuts. But I think that he's afraid of that base. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think Kevin McCarthy, who's the Senate, uh, the house minority leader, same thing. Kevin McCarthy back in 2016 was like talking to Paul Ryan off the record, thought they were off the record. And they got busted by reporters saying, you know, I think Russia pays Trump. So that's what he thought of Trump back then. He used to say QAnon is unacceptable. That can't be in our party. Now he's flipped on it because he wants to be speaker. And so they are looking at their base. Their base is 90 percent white. And among that 90 percent, there are a lot of people you know, whose primary motivation is racial panic. And so they're afraid if they stand up against um, the racist fringe that they'll lose elections, they'll have a primary and they'll be bumped out of office. They're afraid of these people. I would say it's 70% of the people who are elected know better, but they're terrified of but this, this base. Is, but this is a bigger issue. It's like, it remind, you know, I think so much when I, when I've, whenever I hear about these QAnon people and what's happening with the Republican party, um, what it has become as a party, I think about that moment um, when John McCain was campaigning against Barack Obama and he was at a town hall or something. And this woman said that called Barack Obama a Muslim, right? And how John McCain instantly corrected her. No, you know, he's a decent man. He instantly corrected her. He, you know, and that's what decent people do. And that's what, you know, politicians who 
I, I just don't understand how these people are being led by these crazy lunatics and that they're letting them take over the, they, no, they've taken over the Republican party. Oh, yeah. The Republican well, I mean, party is no longer, I was watching your show yesterday and I think you all had this conversation about, you know, what the Republican party has become. Yeah. But I mean, Don, John McCain gets a lot of credit for in that moment, finally being like enough is enough. Barack Obama is not some secret Muslim terrorist, you know, and also if he was a Muslim, by, by the way, what would be the big deal? But he's like, he's not Muslim. He's not. He says he's a, he's a Christian, blah, blah, blah. But before he did that, he spent the better part of a year campaigning with the thriller from Wasilla. He I put know. that lady on his ticket. And she was doing the equivalent of Klan rallies all around the country where people were screaming, kill him, behead Obama. You know, the Tea Party people who later came afterwards were like using monkey dolls, even at her rallies. People would show up with monkey dolls to represent Obama. That lady was on his ticket for the better part of a year before he finally had enough. She was out there leading these frantic, crazy rallies that looked no different from Trump rallies, at which they were talking about Trump, uh, President Obama was a criminal. He needed to be locked. Then Senator Obama was a criminal. He needed to be locked up. He's a terrorist. McCain accepted that the way they all accept it because they all fear if they don't accept it, they will lose because they need the, the that base to vote. And I'll give you an example. So we talked about this yesterday. You know, back in the day, it was the John Birch Society. And they started. I love that. I I had no idea about this history until I saw your show. But go on. Yeah, no, absolutely. This guy named Robert Welch, who was a candy maker and he's he's this wealthy candy maker. He starts this party along with the father of the Koch brothers. Their dad co-founds this movement that is crazy. They believe that putting fluoride in water was a giant communist conspiracy. Fluoridation. They were like, we got to stop this fluoridation. They thought most of the government were slaves of the communists, of the Chinese communists, and that even Eisenhower was a slave of communists. He had mind control. Somehow he was being mind controlled and puppeteered by communists. They believed that black people who wanted civil rights were being mind controlled by communists. They didn't really want civil rights. They were just mind control was convincing the Negro that he wasn't happy in his condition. Like they were racist. They were crazy. And, you know, you roll up on the 1964 election and Barry Goldwater, whose seat John McCain sat in. So this is the the predecessor of McCain, Mm. Barry Goldwater, same exact Senate seat in uh, Arizona. He lays down for it the way they all do. He was like, all the people in Phoenix believe in this. All these voters that vote for me believe in this stuff. I'm not going to turn these people away. And so he goes to the convention and instead of saying, these people are crazy, he (laughs) says extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice. And he makes an excuse for them. And you know what he does? He loses because the normal people in the country are like this party crazy. Yeah. And they, and he got voted down. It's, it's rinse and repeat. They just keep doing the same thing. Oh, it's, it's, it's scary times that this, that so many, like nearly half of the country feels this way, thinks this way. I mean, it's crazy, but okay, wait, yeah. we got to do our wind down. We got to get to it because there's a lot to talk about. Um, first off, congratulations, ma'am, on your NAACP Image Award nomination. Where were you when you heard the news? I know you've been nominated before, but it's still much, much must feel because this is the first time for the readout. Yes, I was here <laughs> where I always am <laughs> in my house. <laughs> wearing sweats <laughs> do what I always do. 
reading some stuff on the internet and saw that pot and people started uh, texting me. It's very exciting. So yeah, even though in their announcement, they still put AM Joy in the announcement in the picture, but it's for the readout. Um, we yeah. got, I got nominated for the readout. The readout itself got nominated. And then I also got nominated um, uh, as executive producer on uh, the documentary about um, uh, Mr. Mr. Belafonte, about Harry Belafonte. Shut up. I didn't know that. Yeah, in the documentary category. So all three of those are, are happening. Uh, it's exciting. It's very, it, the only the only sad thing about it is there won't be able to be the party and the red carpet. You know, the, the last time I got nominated, I got to go to like the party and the, you know, yes, walk on the red carpet. where fabulous dress. dresses on and everything. Yeah, Sukena, 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 Sukena Clothier. They are amazing. And we have to get you a Sukena dress, Miss uh, Miss Lady, since you're the fashionista. I would they're a black designer Omar who is a fabulous designer at Sukana designed me two dresses oh, I remember. Two nights. it was a two-night party and they were fabulous best things I've ever worn oh uh, uh, uh. well and I wore all black everything everything I wore was designed by somebody black so how are they going to do this though will you be so in your category comes up are yeah. you all, are you going to be there on camera like will it be live how is it how's it going to work they haven't told us. I have no idea. I mean, they might just mail us. They might just email us and be like, girl, you lost. Go go ahead. LeBron won. <laughs> I'm going to get LeBron, know, wait, Don Lemon. You, yes, it's you, Don Lemon, LeBron. Red Table Talk. Red Table Talk. The uh, the, the Daily Show. And me. So I, I have no shot. Like, But I'm so happy. And Don is a yes, good you friend. Do. So you I'm excited about LeBron. Shot. Are you kidding me? No. I'm yeah. excited about the people I'm nominated with. Listen, I love Don Lemon. He's a great guy. Yeah, uh, listen, all great. You are great all as as well, and you have every chance of winning that category. Are LeBron you, nominated? Did I mention you, LeBron is in my you category? Watch the readout. I don't know. She don't watch the readout, y'all. She don't, she don't watch the readout. So you I'm don't understand what's happening on the read. You don't even know what's happening. You two inside the show. To re- you don't see what we see. That's what it is. I, okay, I get it. You don't, <laughs> you're not watching the readout. No. So you don't know how great it is and how fabulous it is. It is <laughs> a great show. It's a game changer. Are you serious? No. This is what primetime no, I love. I love the show. Waiting. Yeah, it's I- great. I love the show. I love the fact that I have so many people. I, I'll meet people and be like, "You, you, you do the, you do the news." And they be like, "They just watch. They turn on the TV at seven. They be like, "Oh yeah, you do the news show." <laughs> Did they have Leslie Jones doing the "Twas the Night Before Christmas" that you wrote? Hmm? Who had that? That is fair. That okay. is fair. That and that was that was awesome. That was amazing. Well, let's get to your readout, my dear. Even though I'm doing my, I mean, I'm your wind down. Read, I'm like my readout. readout. <laughs> your your wind down. I'm doing my wind down with tea. I I will note because. I'm trying to lose that lose that 20 and whoo, this is rough. The weight loss game. What is- 20? What the COVID 20? Did you Yes. I gained it back. I had lost a bunch of weight in December and I gained it all back. So I'm trying to lose it. But, but that's a whole nother subject. Let's hear your wind down. I'm Let's sorry. Wait a minute. Pause. You lost weight in December and now you gained it back on February. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I had lost weight going into October, November, December. I did a great job losing about 12 pounds. And yeah. then I just gained it all back toward the end of December because, you know, holidays came along, eating that black cake and roti and curry. I thought, like, you know, I'll just eat a little bit of it and I put that weight right back on. And now I can't lose the weight. It won't come off. It's like you know, it's stuck on my body. 
You know what a lot of people don't realize too, and I had to really uh, realize this myself because I, I too gained a little bit of weight. Um, it was like just those little steps you take, commuting, walking, you know, to, to, to the car, walking downstairs to go get something to eat in our building. What, like you think about how much you really move around. Like think about it. When you're at 30 Rock, you are rarely sitting down. Yes. You're constantly moving around, running and doing things. The studio's on a whole other floor, right? Yep. Your makeup's on a whole other floor. Yep. And so now it's like, you know, you take a few steps to the kitchen, <laughs> you take a few <laughs> steps upstairs to get dressed. You know, it's like you just, you just aren't moving. You don't go anywhere. No. It sucks. Yeah. It is. And but- you gain the weight fast and you gain weight much faster than you lose weight. Why? So you can put on a pound overnight just by drinking a glass of Prosecco. I'll drink one glass of Prosecco in St. Germain, get on the scale the next morning. I've gained a pound and a half. It's like from one glass. Really? It's criminal. You know, I eat one little bag of chips. It's like two pounds. It's like, this is crazy. It is crazy. So you're not drinking not alcohol right. right now? I'm trying to just not because it's like if I have one sip. So many Jackie, one sip. And it's like. The next morning I get on the scale and I see I'm terrible because I get on the scale every morning and I completely judge myself based on it. And it just makes me so depressed. I'm like, I'm not I can't even sip. What, you listen, I had this trainer on my uh, my vegan, sexy, cool podcast to talk about uh, weight loss. Yeah. And one of the things that she said that we should not do and we you know this. I know you know this. I do. That you should not weigh yourself every day. She said at the very least do it once a month. Mm, once a month she said once a month she said because your body fluctuates so much with the littlest thing like you were just talking about drinking a glass of prosecco you can you know but but if you've burned calories earlier in the day your body may actually get rid of them like the next morning you know what i mean so it's just like the way your body and your metabolism and what you eat and what bloats you and i'm learning so much about nutrition honey everything bloats me and by the way i ordered some of your our friend bad gal vegan Yes, and I had my bad gal vegan. Yeah, I ordered. I ordered some scrimps, and I ordered the chicken wing. There's a faux chicken wings, Uh honey. I ate that for dinner. I'm thinking, look at me. I'm eating vegan. I'm feeling so good, girl. I woke up the next morning, two pounds heavier. I was like, what the ross is this? I tried to tell you, Miss, all you eat is greens and kale. Um, You know, there is a such thing as vegan junk food. You ha- you you still have to make healthy choices when you are eating vegan because just because you know fried is, is still going to put weight it was on fried. you. Yes, it was fried. Yeah, it fine. was very fried. It's going to be fried. So you have to balance it out. Do that every once in a while. But yeah. then, like, like tonight for dinner, I had this pasta that you need to get. I think it's Banza pasta. B a n z a. It's pasta made out of mostly chickpeas, so there's a lot of protein in it, and so it you know it's really good too. And then I had that. With a little pesto sauce, some roasted broccoli, roasted roasted cauliflower, and some fresh roasted um, tomatoes, um, and for some. Why fresh- do your meals um, always sound so complicated? They always sound like they're in a restaurant. It's like then I took some sprigs of parsley, and then all of a sudden I had just a little rosemary. I don't know how I found I- rosemary in Brooklyn, but there it was. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to give you details. I could say I had some pasta you know, with uh, cauliflower, broccoli, and tomatoes. Yeah, yeah but yeah. that's not, that's not, it, it was, ro- it was fresh roasted. Yeah, you sell it, you sell it. Garlic <laughs> and the pesto sauce. It was delicious. You make it sound like you'll never be able to make this, but let me describe and I made what it, it is. so quick. I just <laughs> grabbed stuff that was in my, re- my refrigerator. And yes. I was like, I've got these vegetables. Let me roast them. I've got this healthy pasta and I've got this vegan pesto sauce. It was delicious. 
I believe you. <laughs> now we have not gotten your wine down yet, Miss Complicated Dinner. You know what my dinner was? I had a protein shake. See, now that was already made. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be starving yourself. That's not starving. That's food. It's liquid food. You're, you you need food. You need <laughs> food. Okay. So my wind down is, drum roll, I've been, I've been a nervous wreck for the past few days because I found out, what, on Monday, um, that my mother was going to get her vaccine shot. Oh, for COVID. And so she got it today. When I tell yeah, yeah. you my mother, I called her this morning and I was like, did you go get it? What, what did it feel like? What happened? She's like, I'm not going until six o'clock tonight, Jackie. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I was like, call me the minute after you take it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I talked to my dentist who had his, uh, uh, you know, got his shot and he was saying that he had a headache, but you're not supposed to take Advil or a leave. You're supposed to, um, you know, to only take Tylenol and, and my mother has high blood pressure. So I was like, really, yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, you can't take this. Don't take anything. And I was like, I'm gonna call you after I do this podcast, which I'm just so nervous about her taking it. My sister arranged for everything. You know, my mother's down in Atlanta. So she arranged yeah. for everything. And my mother is so happy um, to have taken it. And I'm just like, oh. is it her first shot or second shot? Is it the first, first? The first and do you one. know which one? Do you know if it's Moderna? Is it the Kizzy one or is it the other one? I don't know. I, my sister told me, but I forgot. Um, I know she has to go back. I want to say it's in 20. It's like 14 days. Yeah, it's like 14 days between the shots. But listen, let me tell you something. First of all, because Mama Reed lives in Atlanta, I am overjoyed that she's getting the shot because Atlanta is such a COVID hotspot. The whole city she oh, they're out that. hanging. But, you know, it's just like Georgia and Florida. It's all the same. And I, I don't get it. Um, I was listening to Charles Blow talk about this on somebody's podcast he was on. I know he was on your show, too. I love him. Um, but uh, he was he lives down in Atlanta now. And he was talking for a minute about just how people are just hanging out and doing everything. And I just feel like with these um, backup strains, the second and third strain that's coming mm -hmm. around, I think it's so unpredictable that even if you have the vaccine and a lot of people have not taken it because in Atlanta, they're still in the first phase yeah. where it's seniors and first responders and people like that. Yep. So it's like these people are hanging out without even having the vaccine. No vaccine and just schools are wide open. Bars are open because that governor is so bad. Brian Kemp is so bad that he's got the whole state thrown open, you know, and it's terrible. And the fact that, you know, a lot of black folks are out there at the party. You got the DJs throwing parties and it's like, it's not happening. So I'm very happy that mama Reed is going to get her vaccine because we need to protect our, our elders. And here's the thing, even if you get, a, I know a couple of people who've gotten it and gotten a little sick, like a little nauseous, nauseous yeah. for a couple of days, headaches, that kind of thing. Headache. That, yeah. Headaches is that's what I'm common. hearing from a number of people who I've talked to who have gotten it. Yeah. They said the, the the common thing that a lot of people have said is that they get this dull headache, like in the back of their heads. Yeah. And then my doctor was saying um, that he had a really bad soreness when he got the second shot in his arm. It wasn't yeah. unbearable, but he said it was just like, you know, like somebody had really punched him really hard in the arm and it, that it really, really hurt. But he was like, yeah. and I don't, I didn't get the opportunity to do the research on whether or not you could take Advil or Ali, but he's a doctor and he was like, yeah. You know, take those things. No, just take Tylenol. And always anytime that you never mix Advil or Aleve with any medicine. If you are on any medication, just take 
Tylenol. Because Tylenol Wait. doesn't interfere with other medicines. What do you mean don't it take it with other medicine? So you can't take it with like NyQuil or anything? Well, no. My, what my doctor has always told me is, is this in they, general or just with the vaccine? No, no. That's with the. It's not just. It's not just with the vaccine. Like I take. You know, I take other medications, right? So if you take medications that are not, you know, like regular medicine, by medication. Uh, wait, wait, medication. Oh, we're not talking about weed. If you take weed, you better just go ahead and snort whatever you like because you, yeah, you know, so, no, weed is not medicine. Weed is medicine in a way, but I'm just saying if you take anything, like let's say you, let's say you have a thyroid condition, you take like a thyroid med. And gotcha. I know people who have like a thyroid condition. You probably should, when you feel sick or have a headache, you should take Tylenol because yeah. Tylenol, whatever, whatever you're taking, whether you take something for, you know, maybe if you're on your menopause and you're taking like a menopause reducer or whatever, whatever you're on, Tylenol won't interfere with it. So if you have had a vaccine, you, if you want to take something that you know won't interfere with it, Tylenol is like the, it's like a, it's like the, the, the O positive medication. It doesn't interfere with other stuff. Ah, okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Whereas NSAIDs do NSAIDs interfere with stuff. So it's like, if you're on, let's say you're, you have a thyroid condition, you take something for your thyroid and then you take a leave that might mess with, it might interfere with it just because it just, it's a weird kind of drug. What about BC or goody powder? <laughs> <laughs> She'd have gone back to the black hole. What about girl, my that mother? BC, that good my mother takes BC, girl, like she has stock in it. She <laughs> it in her purse. You say, oh my God, I got a paper cut. Go in my purse and get a BC. Get a BC powder. <laughs> get that BC powder, baby. Just girl, go and get that. Keeps... That must be a Southern thing. It is. It is. It is. Well, we have so many hot topics to get to, but the yeah, first yeah. thing that we are going to talk about, there goes Oscar. Is the Golden Globe nominations, and we have got Chris Witherspoon joining us for that. So let's, I think he's here. Let me see if he's I here. I see a three in the chat. I think that means he's here. Chris, Chris read that. There's the honorary cousin. What's up? What's, What's going up, baby on? I mean, cousin? Y'all, this podcast has blown up. Okay, I had to like get a whole entire look together and be ready to go because y'all done taken off. Okay, this never is come, come not dressed. Yes, never come not dressed. When this you have to come place. to okay. read this, read that. Yeah. So you read heard it, about read it. it all. Do it all. You heard about our premiere guest then? Which one? No, today. Wait. No, no, no. last week for oh, our oh, Wendy. 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 Your, who your girl. My girl, she came through. I was like, okay, they have leveled all the way up. I gotta bring <laughs> level gotta up, bring... level up. <laughs> yeah. Before, before it was like, you know, a nice little cute podcast. Now y'all are prime time, okay? Listen, <laughs> right, we're you. recording in prime time. <laughs> real, real. Not just because it's night. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can you can listen and watch whenever, but we record. In prime time. So in prime time. Yeah. Way, Chris, Christopher, prime you've time. blown up too, my dear Mr. Pop viewers. I just saved my life from right. like, oh no, first of all, can I just tell you, Chris came up with the answer to what the hell am I supposed to watch on Netflix? Because that literally is my life problem. It's like, there's it, Netflix reminds me of when you used to go to the old music, the old video store. Remember when there used to be like a blockbuster video and you walk in and you just look at this wall and you're just like, damn, that's a lot of movies and I don't know what to watch. You no, came up with the best thing, pop viewers, which answers the question, what the hell should I watch? On everything, not just Netflix, everything. Everything. Yes. And Jackie, thank you. Thank you both for giving me, you know, space to talk about it, but also supporting me. Jackie, you have me on your show. Joy, you have been like our queen social media ambassador for pop viewers. But yeah, I mean, look, I think some of the most, the most, um, 
incredible technology solves a problem. There's a solution that someone can 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 come to to bring to light, and that's what we're doing with Pop Viewers. We recognize that people are at home right now. There is too much content out there. You open up Netflix. Netflix tells you what, uh, what to watch on Netflix. HBO Max does the same thing, and there's just so much content to comb through. So we created a platform. It's called Pop Viewers. It is available in the Apple App Store. Please download it. It is a Black-run tech company, Black-founded, Black-owned. Yes. And it's trying to help people discover what to watch next. And most importantly, find community around content. When you watch something, sometimes you don't want to go on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and talk about it. You want to go around people that are watching only TV shows and movies and only discussing right. TV shows and movies in this community. And that's what we're trying to do. And also, at the end of the day, we recognize award shows aren't getting it right. Like, you know, the, the award shows, the critics, the folks that really have a say in Hollywood do not always recognize what viewers truly love and we are trying to sort of quantify your sentiment as users and then take that to Hollywood and make some change. Yeah, I love it. That's a great segue to what we want to talk about because speaking of not getting it right, people are feeling a little verklempt about some of these award nominations, Christopher. I'm upset about it. Yeah, because there's, you know, some people are saying, well, there were a lot of nominations that went to black people and, and shows featuring black people created by black people, but we're talking about golden globes, right? Yeah. We're talking about the golden globes, the 78th annual golden globe nominations um, came out this week. And a lot of people are like, what the what, but then, I mean, how do you feel about it, Christopher? I mean, are you in the middle? Do you feel like this shows progress because there were, you know, a lot of nominations with uh, black people um, in front of and behind the camera. But then there were so many snubs, things like that were completely ignored for no reason. Where, where are you on this? You know, I mean, I'm I'm excited about some folks of color, especially they got into the mix and I can go through my snubs in a second. But I think it's so important for your for your listeners, for your watchers now to know that the Hollywood Ford Press Association is comprised of about 90 journalists. They are journalists that are based in Southern California that work for publications around the world. So they write up to four pieces. All you got to write is four pieces in a publication around, it could be Spain, it could be Italy, it could be anywhere. But I want people to know that only 90 people are part of this voting body. And when you have that small amount of people that are voting for something that is important as the Golden Globes, that can be, you know, something that helps something get greenlit, you know, for a second or third or fourth season, or, you know, make a movie, make a ton of money. To me, the idea of what the Golden Globe or the Hollywood Foreign Press Association voting, you know, body consists of is antiquated. It's not working. And Mm. there is very little new blood injected into that voting body. Once you're in, you're kind of in until you die. So they might bring like maybe two new people in per year, but it's not like the Oscars, which has made this sort of mission to double the amount of diverse uh, members by uh, last year. They made that mission after Oscars so white. Um, So yeah, I think we got to keep in mind it is 90 people, 90 people that don't adequately reflect the viewership and the people that are mm. watching shows like I May Destroy You, which is the best thing to come out. Of- okay, I need to start with that. Okay, I need to start right Wait, there no, because no, you landed. This is just getting all the same. I may no, but can I just say I May Destroy You is yeah. one of the best series I have ever seen on whatever, what are we calling on a TV? It's still on my TV. Yeah. And it was so brilliant and it was so poignant and it dealt with an issue that is so prevalent, the, the issue of date rape and rape. And it was so brilliantly done. 
by yeah. this bravura young actress who is a Michaela hot Cole. up and coming actress. Yeah. Michaela How? Is How is it snug? I, I don't get it. You, you have to keep in mind that the people that write for these publications, they write for, for, for publications that don't always know how to consume unapologetically black content, right? So mm. there's, a, there's an idea, it's an old idea that black content does not sell overseas. So if you're a writer or a journalist who's a part of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, you're going to get more love from your editors, from your writers, or, or from your managers for writing about Nicole Kidman's The Undoing, which got all the love, or even um, mm. The Queen's Gambit that features a Spanish actress who's playing a white woman, then you will from Michaela Cole's I May Destroy You, which is everyone, even a woman who wrote for a TV show, Emily in Paris, they got a nomination, wrote a piece for The Guardian saying that she believes, even though she's a writer for this show, that I May Destroy You should have been nominated instead of Emily in Paris. Let me tell you, it's, Emily it's, in Paris is, is, is a lifetime series at best. It did not. I've watched it. It does not. If you are drunk one night and you have nothing to watch and you're just like, let me just binge through a little series. And, and I feel like just doing something Parisian. I just want to hang out and this is the show for you. It, but it's writer Jackie. From it it is. Huh? The writer that wrote this piece even said that 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 TV series it whitewashes Paris even. Oh, Paris it does. Muslims and Africans, you don't see them in that sh in that series. <laughs> oh, but I'm saying there's, <laughs> white folks. There, there is just it made, just the writing, the way that it 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 made no sense that not only was the show nominated, but the actress was nominated mm -hmm. over someone like an Issa Rae and that over a show like Insecure. But I don't want let, let's let's put some order in this. Let's talk about who did get nominated. Let's yes. start okay. with that. And then we'll get start to who that. Okay. Okay. So Chadwick Boseman. Yes. yes. Boseman. I think Chadwick Boseman, probably Chadwick Boseman and Ma Rainey, uh, Ma Rainey's back, uh, Black Bottom, also by Ola Davis in that film, getting yes. Best Actor and Best Actress. Those were mm. two moments that I think we can we can cherish as Black viewers, as Black folks that really, you know, recognize that we don't always get nominations. And I think Chadwick deserves this. I think he should win and he will win. Also, Andra Day, who was in um, the United States versus Billie Holiday. I saw that movie already. And I got to be Oh, honest. I want to see that so bad. Oh, it's I was good? like, Andra do this. And she transforms into Billie Holiday. And for me, yeah. about this is when you watch the version of Lady Sings the Blues with Diana Ross. Yeah, they, fabulous movie. She did not want to do the role when Lee Daniels approached her because she was such a huge fan of Diana Ross. She didn't think she could do it. Mm. But I loved it when you watch Lady Sings the Blues. A uh, Lady Sings the Blues. You see uh, Billie Holiday more as a victim. Yeah. That is not how she's portrayed by Andrew Day. She is a strong woman. She's very much like Ma Rainey. You know, in terms of like how wow. she was getting her deals, she was taking the cash on everything. I mean, she was strung out on drugs, but you recognize that the FBI set out to take her down because she was singing the strong, the song Strange Fruit. Yeah. There was an early anthem for the civil rights movement, you know, before we really had a civil rights movement, but they were taking her down because of that song. She's incredible and brilliant and deserved all of her things. Also, Regina King, okay, making history as the yes. A black woman to earn a a best director nomination behind um, our girl. One Ace night in Miami. Yeah. One night in Miami. Yeah. 
He deserves all hard things. Also, Leslie Odom Jr., who played Sam Cooke in that. Really? Um, made it for Best Supporting Actor and also Best Original Song for the song mm. that he sings. So, he I played mean, Sam Cooke. Yeah, it's fabulous. There were lots of great strides. Um, but lots Don of. Cheadle. Wait, did, did, Don um, did Judas and the Black did Judas and the Black Messiah get anything? Because I love that. A, I did get to preview that. Song. Judas and the Black Messiah is fabulous. He got a nomination for, for Best Original Song. A song. Yes, what? yes. Best original That's song. It? I think the Daniel Kaluuya. I think Daniel Kaluuya got a nomination for best actor, but the film itself. I don't think he, gets, he, did. he didn't. Okay. Uh, let me double check. Um, uh, That's crazy because he was brilliant, and the whole movie is brilliant. I Betsy mean, or Nina, check that and put it in the text for us in the chat in here, and let us know if he was nominated. I just went through the nominations a couple of hours ago. I did not see his name. Okay. Okay. What? It was nominated for something. I thought it was Daniel. Um, he was so good. That movie is fantastic. I and haven't deserved seen to get nominated. It, but I don't I don't think he was nominated. Yeah, so he was nominated for supporting actor in a motion picture for Judas and the Black Messiah for the okay. Golden Globe. Okay. Yeah. So okay. he did get that. He did get that. But I think that there were a lot of folks that from that cast that should have also yes. been nominated. One was Dominique Fishback, who yes. played his his love interest, um, uh, Fred yeah. Hamm, uh, Fred Hampton's partner, and she is phenomenal. I love when we have those moments of a breakout star like Lupita Nyong'o yeah. and Twelve Years a Slave. That was what I saw Dominique Fishback, but also Lakeith Stanfield. He, yes, he should have been Best Actor. Best nominated. Actor. He was incredible. And it's also based on real life history, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, of, and as you said, it's, it reminds me of the Billie Holiday movie because the, the stalking of Fred Hampton, who's literally 21 years old when he was murdered. The other guy who was killed when the police busted in and shot up the apartment in Chicago was only 22. And you think about how powerful he was. If you watch any of the documentaries about Fred Hampton, this dude was a powerhouse at 21. You know, at yeah. 20 and 21, he was doing these incredible things. And the way they set him up, you want to talk about a setup. Um, mm -hmm. What a great story. And I can't believe it didn't get Best Picture. It was amazing. You know the, studio, the studio has been kind of slow pushing that movie out because they were focused on the little things with Denzel Washington and mm. Jared Leto. He, Jared Leto did get a nomination. But they, I think that they focused on that movie, trying to get that up for consideration. But now they are focusing. I'm, my email box is full <laughs> from Warner Brothers for Judas and Back Messiah, trying to get PR on that. But one other film that I think got a huge snub was uh, Malcolm and, and, and Marie. Uh, it comes out on Netflix um, yeah. this weekend with Zendaya. I watched it. I think the movie itself might not have been worthy of a best drama, but I think that Zendaya, I mean, she is incredible. And you gotta know the whole behind the scenes of a behind the scenes story. She called up Sam Sam Levinson during the pandemic. And basically when she found out Euphoria was gonna be postponed for season two, she mm. was like, I'm bored, I need some work. Like help me out. Right. So Levinson who created Euphoria wrote this script for Malcolm and Marie in just six days. Then they got John David Washington on board to be her co-star. Then they went to a secluded ranch and they shot this movie in just 16 days in Southern California. No one left the ranch. The entire cast and crew never left the ranch. They quarantined before and after. And to me, I think it's a great story as the first film to come out of this pandemic. It was wow. shot during the pandemic in June. Yeah. And now we have it. And to me, it's some of Zendaya's best work. I mean, when you watch the movie, she she literally goes through the entire range of emotions. And she also makes box macaroni and cheese, which I love, <laughs> in a gown, in a beautiful gown. Um, you know what, Chris? I was reading that 
critics did not like this movie. Tell me, you correct me if I'm wrong. Critics did not like this movie because they criticized critics in this movie. Yeah, and you know, it's it's a and black name movie. names. Let me tell you the whole premise behind the movie is okay. John David Washington is playing a a newcomer. Think like Ryan Coogler. He's playing like a young director writer who just had his film premiere, and they're coming home from the film premiere. He's in a beautiful suit. She's in a stunning gown, and they are basically ending their night at the crib at this house, this beautiful house in California, and they're unpacking what just happened that night. Then they begin fighting about their relationship, the ups and downs. There's lots of making out. Um, but it's literally the, a 12-hour span from when they get home till the sun comes up. But they are. They're calling out Hollywood, and, and, and they should be. And I think that it's beautiful that Sam Levinson, a white man who really is right now a king or a, a, a sultan of the industry, wrote this piece in an unapologetically sort of Black lens about how messed up Hollywood is and how white men can be mediocre, white women can be mediocre and they get celebrated, they get awards, they get accolades and black folks have to fight, you know, <laughs> literally tooth and nail to get an inch in this. Oh, well, that's why they didn't get Hello, them. Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris. Really yes, is I, but I think it's a great story. And I love Zendaya. You know, she made history last year winning that Emmy Award, the youngest woman to win that award. And now she's yeah. off using stuff. She's acting, she is staying, working, and she's trying to do stuff for our culture. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting what she said recently um, as a light-skinned woman in Hollywood, realizing the privilege um, that comes with that. She wanted, she spoke out about that recently and said she wanted to just acknowledge that, you mm -hmm. know, that as a Black woman, but as a light-skinned Black woman, she wanted to acknowledge the privilege that she has. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how she... It's important that she say that now because, you know, having just lost Cicely Tyson, it's like mm -hmm. you really are struck by the fact that she was one of the few chocolate color, you know, stars, you know, that yeah. we had back in the day. Because, yeah, the, the light casting is has always been a thing going back to Oscar Michaud in the How many times you know? have you gone to a movie and you've seen the casting of, a, you know, I think that that was an issue for a lot of people with uh, Love, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, Even though, her, listen, her. Journey Smollett, amazing in it. I she think did a great job. She, I think she, she did a great nomination. job. She got robbed. Right, but she should have got. But there were a lot of people who had an issue with yeah. her in that role. Being when the lead character. Yeah. Black women yeah. were very upset about that. But yeah, I think Lovecraft Country did get nominated, but no one from, you know, as a show, but yeah, no but one no got cast. nominated. No. How is that possible? No. Because I think that, again, we have these 90 people who are writing for foreign publications. Well, what is changing about the Hollywood foreign see. press? What's changing? I mean, we've seen the Oscars try to change their membership, yeah. right? They, yeah. the, the Emmys did the same thing. They're changing well, their academy. The what is the Hollywood press, press doing? I think the Golden Globe Awards, people don't take it as seriously as they mm -hmm. should. No. And I think what, 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 what April uh, April Rain did, you yeah. know, and, and it, it happens with the viewers. Just like, you know, at, at Pop Viewers, Let Your Voice Be Heard, if we can make these communities powerful and really come to Hollywood and say, this is what real people think about the injustice in terms of how you're giving out these awards, then yeah. I think we can have a change because the Oscars, trust and believe, the Oscars would not have changed. They would not have, you know, had that reckoning. No. They would be open up the doors and brought in Issa Rae and uh, Kerry Washington right. and Ava DuVernay and gave them voting power, had this Black woman who was not a journalist yeah. 
you know, tweeted out what she tweeted out about Oscar yeah. So White and Jada Pickett. Yeah. But she let me ask you. at the awards. It wouldn't have changed. Yeah. And Spike Lee too. Let me ask you this and too, Spike Chris, Lee. because I mean, the reality is, is whatever, whatever you think of these awards and what the value of them is and whether we should be seeking validation from these essentially white institutions you know, and their voices of about us, they also have a great monetary value. If you get, if you win oh. a Golden Globe, we're talking about putting tens of millions of dollars in, into your pocket because more people will see the film just because of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's for the studios. It's a huge win. One, for that particular production, that TV show, that film, but also the production companies that are attached, you know, Anything they want right. to do now, made up stories, Joy, you and I know made up stories. They're behind um, the undoing. Yeah. They now have the, the keys to the city, as does Bad Robot. Now they got Lovecraft yeah. Country got nominated. Like the production studios, it's a win for them. The cast involved, their agents now can go to the studios and say, uh-uh, you ain't paying Nicole Kidman that. She just got a, a Golden Globe Award and an <laughs> Emmy Award last year. Right. She's going to be getting top billing plus this. Her trailer needs to have that. And she's getting paid, you know, more than anybody in the cast. You know, so it's 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 a it's a money. Yeah. It's, it's a it money matters. Pass. Those awards matter. matter. It, matters. it matters. It's unfortunate that they do. Yeah. But they do. You and know what, what I mean? Is, but what, what I think is messed up, and I almost said the F word, is that they don't match viewership. That. Like Bridgerton, which broke records at Netflix from a black woman, Shonda Rhimes. Every record. Behind this show, it had 80 plus, 82 million viewers. It is Netflix's number one uh, original series. Got nothing. It got nothing. That makes In no history. sense to me. You know, so and it got nothing. Disconnect. It didn't get any. Wait, wait, wait. Bridgerton after Bridgerton all after all of that. Bridgerton all after all that. Nothing. Bridgerton got all the way shut out. Okay, but it, but it, but it was it, it was it was included as something that that, that the voters could vote for. You know, so it's it blows my mind that like we have things that we know are rating and that viewers are watching and they're not just watching; they're talking about it and telling other folks to watch it. But yet these award shows aren't even including it as a nomination. How does that even add up? Like, why? Well, you know what's so wild? Wait a minute. So you're telling me it, it didn't even get for sets, costumes, nothing. makeup, it nothing? It didn't get wigs. It didn't get stockings. It didn't get hits awards. It didn't get nothing. Not even the wigs? Not nothing. even the wigs. Because that queen had a new wig every episode. Every I mean, day. Every she had a new wig every scene. I'm every scene and wig was different. Nothing. The sets were phenomenal. The beautiful castles. We should get I can still find self should have gotten an award just for the sex scenes. I'm sorry, the one that plays, uh, whatever his name is, uh, Roger, that played Simon. You know, he, he was grinding worked. it out. He was he grinding, he was doing he swerves. He was doing like body swerves. He did the body Can we give a shout out to Steve McQueen for Small Axe? Yes, that also, that also is phenomenal. That, that, and the sister's name, I can't remember her name, who's in it. Um, the one from Black Panther. Because I know that, oh, 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 the sister, the little sister. Yes. yes. Leticia, Leticia something. Yes, yes. She's oh, I can't remember her name. Um, but yeah, I think that there's so many snubs. And I mean, you look at, think about the Golden Globe Awards 15 years ago. Remember all those awards they gave to Sex in the City? It yes. literally won every single Everything. season. Where's Insecure? Where that show we know it's wild. Is, 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 Leticia Wright. Leticia Wright. I just wanted to Leticia Wright. Right. Oh, that's my little Guyanese sister. Yes. Yes, where is the the award for Insecure? We know that show is rating. It is bringing in huge numbers for HBO. Lots of money. Um, you got has it ever artists. gotten a 
it's been nominated. It's nominated, but it's not this year. You know, not next this year, year. last season. Yeah. Sex in the City got nominated every single season. But yeah. again, these journalists- and Blackish too. Exactly. Black was was a darling of the Golden Globe some and years back. Yvonne, Yvonne Orji or Natasha yes. Rothwell, all these stars that Issa Rae has made from this show. Also, Ava DuVernay. When do we see any of her stuff get nominated? That's she a good point. Sugar ever nominated because these she, journalists, yes. these 90 journalists cannot access Black content. They can watch a Viola. Can, they let me can, ask you a question, Chris, Viola. about these journalists. Oh. When you when, yeah. when you okay, so it's ninety journalists that write for the porn press. The foreign press in what countries though? Because that's, that's the other thing too. Are they writing just for like Britain and Scandinavia? Like what countries do their pieces go Kazakhstan? to? Kazakhstan? No, I'm joking. I don't know. <laughs> um, I should research that. But they they what was interesting. This is also interesting. They don't publish who the 90 journalists are. So we what? they keep it very tight. They don't want you courting these journalists. They say it's for like reasons of, of, of secrecy and they don't want these journalists being courted. But what we know is that these 90 journalists that write for foreign publications have to attend just four meetings per year and they have to publish up to two pieces. They're journalists, they're photographers. Like I don't need a photographer deciding no. get, whether or not Michaela and, Cole and, well, is not And here's my question too. You. Why aren't people like Jackie, who is an entertainment journalist, or Ooh, you, who's in the entertainment true. business? Like, we, the problem is, is, as you said, is what do you, how do you define what kind of, of entertainment journalist is eligible? Because yeah. there are black journalists that are writing for people. There are black journalists who are all over E. Like, I, I you know, you see, there's so many black journalists who cover media. And that is their primary journalistic endeavor. Yeah. Why aren't people, could Jackie Reed get in there and be one of the 90? Is there a possibility for but, the public here, to push to diversify but, but that here's way? The, here's exactly. the other thing, Chris. Why is it that a bunch of journalists that write for foreign publications are the ones that are deciding what films here in America? Right. Matter? Because Why is that? There's like one category for foreign films. The whole idea of this of this award show, which started in the 40s, it is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association trying to identify what films, because it started out just films, it became TV in the 50s, but in the 40s, it was just movies, what films broke through and, and, and garnered the love and the attention and the accolades, whatever you want to say it, of the foreign audiences. So you're talking about Judy Garland, Elizabeth Taylor, um, Betty Davis, Joan Crawford. Those were the stars in the 40s and the 50s that were getting these awards. And then they begin including TV. But it's like now, what they don't recognize is this award show is huge in the United States now. You know, right. NBC began televising it like 30 years later, but it's right. the precursor to any Oscar campaign. You know, and, and, and to Joy's point, you make hundreds of million dollars sometimes off of the success of being the best picture, best TV series, drama. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's a huge business. And I don't understand that. In, you, you've made it even more confusing to me, Chris, than how something like I Made a Story, which I think was like a bankroll by Canal Plus. It's like a, it's not even an American originating film. Netflix passed on it. 
Michaela brought it to Netflix. Netflix actually offered her a million dollars, one million dollars for the entire series. She, <laughs> she like, passed on. Wait, she passed on Netflix because sorry, she passed on Netflix. She passed Netflix. on them because she wanted creative control and ownership. More money. They said yeah. no, mm-hmm. not even more money. It was about the you know, Michaela. She don't care about that stuff. It was really about the creative control. And then she went to HBO, and they were like, "You can do whatever y- you want." She passed yeah, on Netflix. You got on them smart glasses. Jackie bringing all the receipts. Y'all don't see these glasses. <laughs> you got some glasses on what you wore. That's, that's all the receipts. But you're right. But I think that, again, yeah. there's there's just a disconnect. And Michaela, to me, is something that they should have paid attention to because that show is shot in London. It's shot uh, yeah. in Italy. You know, they have. Right. But, it, but again, it's through the lens of these very unapologetically beautiful Black women. And they're not yeah. ready for that. They're not ready to That's write crazy. about that in their publications. They're yeah. all over the place. They can write about Ma Rainey because Viola Davis has broken through. Right, I, right. How do you get away with murder? Was it is a huge hit internationally. It's translated into all these different languages. Kerry Washington as well with a scandal. But it's like yeah. they they're gonna take it's gonna take a few seasons for them to recognize this is something the foreign audience is talking about. How did the five bloods, which was, which was shot overseas, right? Another how one. That, how did that happen? Um, Delroy Lindo was amazing. Delroy Lindo was a brilliant in it. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, Delroy brilliant. Lindo should have gotten a nomination. How? It's phenomenal. Listen, I think that how? Spike Lee personally, this is my little take. I think Spike Lee has talked so much ish about the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and about the Oscars, but the Oscars are smart. Oh, yeah, they won't nominate him. The Oscars are, are, are an American thing. So they recognize we have to make nice with yeah. Spike Lee because we need to fix this. You know, there was so much backlash. So they gave yeah. him that honorary Oscar a couple of years ago. And he now, I promise you, Spike Lee yeah. will be nominated along with, with Regina King for Best Director and probably yeah. best film for both of their movies. But the Hollywood Foreign Press, they don't care. You know, they're they like, don't care. we don't care. We, we international. And he's talked so much smack about them through these years. They probably were like, you know what? I'm going to leave that DVD right over there. I mean, you know what I mean? Je ne pas I got a problem. Well, let's talk about what else you feel got snubbed. I feel like this is us because they really lean into the black experience with their writing. They it used to be the darling of the Hollywood foreign press. I feel like they got snubbed. I feel I, I mentioned blackish. What else um, do you feel just got completely ignored? I mean, I think the, I, I think we covered it. I feel like I may destroy you. Um, Bridgerton with Shonda Rhimes behind that and like a, a full, you know, sort of like force in Hollywood. Because that to me is another story. Think- Bridgerton is Sylvie- like to me the What the about most- Sylvie's love? So, oh my God. Thank you for bringing that up. Now, I'm not sure if that was actually released in time to be considered, but yes, because there's stuff that was nominated. Well, there's stuff that still hasn't later. come out that's been nominated. Yeah. Um, right. that, what is it, Father or something? I think Sylvie's Love is another one. Tessa Thompson, um, um, Namdi Osamunga, who really is, I you think, even a bigger star in that movie. Who what? Would you say, Jackie? Thank I said I still can't pronounce okay, it. Okay, what? It, where is Sylvie's Love? I don't Sylvie's know what that is. What? Sylv- oh, 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 oh. I need to go oh, on Pop okay. Viewers. I need to go on Pop Viewers. Okay. Yeah. It's on. People what? Have that. That's Carrie yeah. Washington's husband. I know that. I know who Namdi is. Oh, I know who Namdi is. Namdi. Yeah, heard they're, they're the two stars. It's Namdi like a love story. Is, I got to tell you one thing really fast. 
Namri, let me get my whiskey. This is my this is my coffee cup, y'all. At top <laughs> in the morning, and at six p.m. we put some whiskey in here. <laughs> oh, silly! <laughs> the podcast with the read out, read out, uh, read this, read that, girls. I wish mine had my, this. Is just tea. I wish mine had whiskey. But go on, drink. <laughs> clink, no, clink, clink, clink. Namri Asamunga, I think, is gonna be Nambi like the Ryan. He's gonna be a big star. He, the, uh, uh, what's his name? The the sexy guy right now from Ryan Gosling. No, no, no. Um, the brother. He to me is gonna be the new Michael B. Jordan. Like he is so oh. fun. Have you seen that Alexa commercial? Yeah. Ooh, baby. What? Okay, take it off that shirt. I mean, what? no, no. You haven't seen Michael B. Jordan Harvey, and Alexa in the new commercial? I know we're no. all over the place, but go on, Chris. You're making a point. I'm sorry. No, what I was saying is, I think that Namdi has that quality and that longevity to really have a career because he's brilliantly talented. Because you can't just be good looking. You got to actually be able to break through and be talented. And I'm like, Carrie Washington kept him at home for a reason. She was like, no, <laughs> I'm going to that audition, babe. I got it. I got the check coming through. Well, <laughs> maybe they'll make something together and it'll be like, it'll, it'll blow up the world. That would be amazing. And I mean, speaking of making things together, I look at you getting this, this uh, uh, nomination for the NAACP Awards. I really think, Joy, if you and Ava DuVernay and other Black people in this industry came together, we could create something that isn't just Black, but this inclusive, that has a voting body that we have created around Hollywood. You know, that, that we're creating a more inclusive voting body where the, the process of inclusion is, is more, it makes more sense. But at yeah. the end of the day, we are the, we are the cool kids right now. We, you know, the Black, black Twitter, Black social media showing up for said events, uh, you know, said award show, it's going to make huge ratings. But, here, but we don't know how to harness it. We don't know. Right. I was just going to say, because we don't beat. know what to uh, do. Listen, with if that Lee power. Daniels, if Lee Daniels and Spike if, 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 and if, Ava if. and Joy Reid. Can I just tell you, we have the BET Awards, the NAACP Image Awards. They don't get the, the investment and the publicity. Those awards don't get them, the I same height. I think we need to create an association, not just a BET award, which is like, you know, kind of tethered to a channel. I really think if we created a, an, an association, kind of like ABFF, but something that, uh -huh. that, 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 that Chris, made it more they driven have an by award these show big too. Chris, don't, don't give Joy anything else to do. Don't give her anything. <laughs> I didn't even say that, but I think- Come I think, on, let people well, Hollywood do it. What I do want to hit on. The Black consumer is so powerful. And again, this comes back to what I'm doing with my tech platform and yeah. Clubhouse. Clubhouse, you know, just announced that they had this billion plus dollar IPO. Or, or on the backs of Black people. What? On and the backs of Black people. And, and, and what I want people to recognize is that the Black consumer, not just, we don't just show up. We over-index on social platforms, yet we don't yeah. own anything. You know, I think that we them. could create things like, you know, whether it's award shows or tech platforms, because Black Our folks podcast. are the founders that are white of Clubhouse, very wealthy, okay? Are these they white? Now, I, what? Yes. But they, they were they, struggling. They were like okie doke until they were like, well, they raised $16 million dollars initially. Huh? Yeah. They raised $16 million originally, I mean, initially, right? They but then they went and got Tiffany Haddish and Oprah Kevin and Hart. Kevin Hart. And she that's when people, 
Yep. They that's gave when, black, when black people started coming, that's when it got hit. Black people have cheated clubhouse, and now they've raised a hundred million dollars. Oh, and it's all black black people on there. I have I got on it, and I was invited by somebody black by a black publicist. Got on there. I don't use it because they they announce you when you when you if you yeah. touch it it goes oh Joy Reid's and I was like no oh, no no don't don't be announcing me at my ass I ain't trying to talk um but you know I don't use it but it 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 is mainly black people on there it's but mainly the black people and 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 the reality is black people the way that we adapt to technology and the way that we watch TV shows and movies we are the change makers we yeah. are culture shifters. So if we can recognize that we're the folks that are, we're the ones watching Queen's Gambit. Like Netflix, yeah. they cannot tell yes. us. This. We're the ones That's watching promise. The Undoing. Yes. yes. We're the ones we're watching Bridgerton. Yes. Get this. We're not just watching it. We're then going on Twitter and making Jack and talking about very it. very wealthy and yes. talking about it. We're going on Facebook. We're going to yes. top viewers and giving yes. it to black folks. But at the end of the day, we don't just, you know, passively consume products. We, yes. we get out there and we talk we about We make the things hot. Feet. We yeah. are the ones who make it hot because Bridgerton, well, first it was Jackie bullying me and telling me I had to watch it. That was one thing that made <laughs> me watch it. But beyond the Jackie bullying, it was also the social media. I mean, I, I there are certain shows that they pop so much, they become a cultural moment and that you don't want to miss it. So you end up watching it like Queen's Gambit, I had no interest in, but literally everybody oh, no. black I knew was watching it. It's, and I was oh, like, okay, no. why are all these black people watching this movie about this white lady who plays chess? I watch it and I got entranced by it. But it's like, we are the ones drawing people in. You know, I, you know, I go back to your popular thing. The, the fun videos is when that black lady gets on there and, and says her little thing, she's going to like entice you. We entice That's other that. people to want to to consume media. We do. I mean, we, we make things hip. We make yeah. things cool. We do. I mean, but, but, but then we, we don't get paid from it. We, we don't, don't get, get paid, paid from it. it. That's why I love what Beyonce did at Coachella. Oh, yes. I love what she did at Coachella, Baychella, that she made that deal so that she could go to Netflix and like so she could have the television rights to her performance. Right. I mean, she owned that whole situation. I love that she's doing that. And we have got to, as black people, do more of that so that these shows don't matter. But until we figure out how the LeBron James and the Ava DuVernay's and all not the Joanne Reed's, even though she's capable and yeah. worthy, she just doesn't have time. But <laughs> those people coming together, but we don't know. It, it is almost Oprah like Oprah could do it. You know who could do it? Oprah. Oprah has Oprah. Oprah has a team, and then she her team has a team, and then her team's yes. team team. Oprah's team's team team could work on this. <laughs> but Oprah, Oprah Oprah could have done it. this years ago. It's it's yeah. a matter. Well, of I don't think I don't think Oprah cares about awards, and I I think it's brilliant. I think Oprah's navigated her career by being Oprah and her ratings and her bank account are what matter. She's not sat around and wait for Oscar. But I'm not talking about an award for her. I'm talking about the community. I'm not talking about her getting an award. I'm talking about, I think, and and listen, no no shade to Oprah by any stretch of the imagination. I think that what she has created and continues to create, I lean in every time. Super Soul Sunday, all of it. I love it. Love her. But what I'm saying is, 
you know, everybody can't do everything. And it's a huge undertaking to take on, you know, you know, I, I think about, you know, being a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated and, you know, just coming together for meetings and trying to organize things with that many black women. It's a beautiful thing, but sometimes it can be a lot. And I think with Oprah, and, and I, you know, I, of course, I don't know this, you know, she she may have even tried to do these types of things. You know what I mean? But how do you how do you pull? You know, there there's so I mean, we're not a monolithic group. Even well, can, we, can we talk about well, Tyler Perry? Because Tyler is doing something that no one's ever. I mean, no one is ever 230 square feet. You know, two hundred and thirty. Yeah. Uh, um, what do you what do you call it? I'm not, not miles. What is? It? Yeah, like two hundred. Is it two hundred and thirty yeah. miles? I don't know. Of, uh, the the, the know. size of the size of his. It's his big, girl. Complex. It's big. It's, it's big. massive. Football it's field. massive. And he has a whole ass studio where now, when people want to shoot a movie, they're not necessarily getting on a plane and going out to L.A. They're going right to to Atlanta, Georgia. And he has two hundred thirty acres. Is what I was trying to say. This man has created an empire. Even and though not, you know you can say whatever you want about his content, but he has that aspect of it. No one and else. And not just that. black people are shooting on him. Everyone. Movie. Let's be clear. The Walking Dead does. Everyone. Everybody. And he has had. America was filmed there. Yes. Yes. And Black Panther. And yes. Black Panther. Yes. I mean, he has. He has. He has really um, played a huge role in turning Atlanta into yes. the second Hollywood. But I think yes. that's to your point of, 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 you know, how white people and white shows are filming at Tyler Perry Studios now in Atlanta. I think that if we do this award show, if Oprah and Tyler and Ava and all the who's who of Hollywood and their business teams do this, it shouldn't just be black content. It should not be the BET Awards. It should right. be content that really represents what's hot right now, what yeah. people are actually watching. Yeah. And it should be, I think, from a more woke lens. It should mm. be more you should have literally uh, 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 an inclusion writer associated to who's involved with the voting body and we should know who the voters are you yes. know it should be something that represents and there should be some real viewers in there voting too not just carrie yes and, and regina king and ava duvernay it should be some actual viewers some twitter influencers all that but i really think that we have to stop giving so much credit and putting so much weight which is hard and to power do. To and them. power because it is a business move when you get nominated. But I think yeah. that what Black folks have to recognize is that we have so much power as influencers and as people that are culture shifters. Mm -hmm. So we stop showing up. Harness it. We just have to harness it. We have to it. Well, Chris, I think it should be the Pop Viewers Awards. I think you should do Listen, it. Listen, you were saying that, but I was. Oh, like, I like that. I yes, Chris. Chris, that's it. The Pop Viewers Awards because that's. Pop Viewers Awards it. works for me. That, for that me. is it. It's a year and a half, but I really think if we can find a way to continuously grow this audience, but also give this audience not just power to react and, 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 and rate content on the app, but know that you're going to get a ballot coming to you in December. Yes. You're going to get to watch all the movies ahead of time, just like I get to watch them. You know, right. when I Pop Viewers, my mission was always to one day give the pop viewers users that are verified and by verified i mean they are already watching and reacting to a lot of content they perform and over index on our app but giving them access to what i get to, to what i get access to coming to screenings in new york city and los angeles and atlanta and chicago of new tv shows and new movies for me the big vision is an award show let's you do can, it you well, not less because i don't have time you do it Chris 
You I'll do it, it Chris. Listen, you. Do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna hire a team of people that do events. Yeah. Awards. You know, I've been to the Essence Awards. I know folks at Essence. People at the magazine don't do the Essence. You know, the exactly. Essence, it's you a know, different the, team. Uh, uh, production of the the music festival. It's a whole different team. Yeah. But these teams know how to do this. Yeah. You know, the folks who do the Oscars. A lot of the same folks do the Grammys. Yeah. The Grammys, and then they do everything else. So we will hire those same folks. To do a show for us. But I love it. Do you also, Chris, to to you know uh, start small with this and then build from that is to bring together kind of like um like, like a panel, if you will, uh, you know, just a group of people yourself, some of the influencers that you're talking about, people that are you know rock stars on pop viewers to yeah. have a conversation and go through like at the end of the year the different categories. On, like who was the best actor and like do your own thing start it from that and then build yeah. from that and put out your list of who's the best of who's this best? and that you yeah. know what i mean because no, it started as a conversation we're gonna yeah. do it i think the opportunities are endless you know we had a call yeah. today with uh investor group who is really interested in us becoming a focus group source like, oh i love you know, that Netflix yes and amazon hbo max they're spending yes. billions of dollars right now trying to compete with each other but what we have and what we're going to continue to have is an engaged audience that is watching everything so if yes. netflix comes to us or hbo max comes to us and they want to you know bring 80 users from pop viewers represent different demographics that they can look at what they've already engaged around and they can say watch this this pilot tell us answer these 10 questions that is that is huge for them it's huge for us so wow so chris, so wait that. hold on jackie i gotta tell you chris not gonna be taking our phone calls in five years i'm telling you right now we got to go Boy, to people that have people that's true though we will show up at your house though we, we will be 100 at your door we'll be like chris, take chris calls. you know us oh, you don't act like you don't so we don't do that's what we doing now chris i'll take my calls read this read that is the is the is the podcast to be on right now we know you in there don't be trying to lock yourself in your house we know you in there chris i love it no but listen i want to go back to uh carrie washington's husband namdi namdi because i saw him on broadway in a soldier's play and when i saw him in in that i was like wow this yeah. guy who is an ex um nfl you know professional football player i was like this guy has been studying he yeah. has been quietly doing his work right doing the work he's not like let me show up in this sitcom let me just show up here let me just throw myself out there and just mm -hmm. be everything let mm -hmm. me study and do the work, which, yeah. you know, no shade to you if you want to just jump out there and be in whatever you can, you know, it's whatever your journey is. But I love the fact that he did it that way. When I saw him on oh, Broadway, so Jackie, and I was, it's important to note, Jackie, he's yeah. also the executive producer of Sylvie's Love. Love's I know. Yeah. 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 He and Tessa. So he's the big. And where is that? Where, now, where do we watch that? Amazon, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Oh, it's on Amazon Prime. I'm Amazon sorry. Prime. Okay. You should okay. watch it. It is so lovely. When I watched it, I was just in tears because of how beautifully the cinematography is. It's a love story. Because, you know, does it have any, like, fight scenes in it? <laughs> there are no aliens. <laughs> No, you that's what people. I like. I want somebody Wait, to fight. I tell you what you will like about it, though, is you you mentioned to me a while ago via text 
that, you know, sometimes as black folks, we get exhausted with the racial strife narrative. Yes, and that, that is not in, in it. Slave movies. What I love about this that I think is so brilliant, I talked about yeah. it on Wendy Williams' show, shout out to Wendy Williams, queen of all media, is that I was, I was when I watched it, I had an aha, like halfway through, you had this black woman who in the 1950s is working at a white owned, white operated TV network as a producer. Mm -hmm. And you never really once hear her talk about being black. You never, right. you know, you think about movies like Breakfast at Tiffany's, yeah. and Fair to Remember, yep. starring Deborah Carr. You, you, there's this bliss to life that you had in the 1950s and 60s in New York City. And you see that she's wearing white gloves to I think it was like a show, the opera or something. Right. You, know, you see a black woman living this very sophisticated New York City sexy lifestyle in the 50s. And we've never seen that. Well, we've never and it's, seen that without them being a maid. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, and it's so true. And it's like what you saw on the show that was heavily nominated, Shit's Creek, right? Yeah. Yeah. One thing that Dan Levy, um, who created that with his father, one thing that he said, you know, because um, he is gay and yes. he, he is on the show and he plays a gay man who has relationships. And one of the things that he said that does not exist in Schitt's Creek is homophobia, because right. there were moments where, you know, because it's this hick small town right. and I was just waiting for there to be some kind of altercation with someone who had a problem with him being gay yeah. or a problem with it and it never happened and I was watching that and going wow that's really but then I heard him in an interview say in Schitt's Creek it didn't exist that, and yeah, I never noticed that's a power I never noticed that either. yeah he said now he said it, as a creative as a creator oh. he said it, it did not exist Wow. In that town. And it was like, it was a beautiful thing. And I think the same in Sylvie's Love, even though during that time, you know, of course, racism was oh at an all time high. But it just, it, it wasn't as though it didn't exist, but it wasn't a big part of the story. It's mentioned only right. one time, Jackie. One time. She meets the Black woman who is yep. at the yep. network, which exactly. also is badass, a Black woman who's a boss, who's hiring producers at this white, you know, very, I don't know what you want to call it, like PBS, WNET kind of network. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, right. That was, that also is phenomenal. She said, wait, you're my boss? <laughs> um, but one more thing I want to mention with Namdi Asamunga. One other, awesome. I think, snub. I'm going to get is, that before this is over. Go ahead. I'm sorry. One other snub, I think, is Kerry Washington for Little mm. Fires Everywhere. Hello. Did he get nominated for Little no. Fires Everywhere? Yeah. Are you kidding? Not the show. Nobody. That's the snub. What? Kerry, Kerry put her entire back into that role. Everything into oh. it. And that was on. so good. Are you I didn't know what she did what? until like episode nine. I thought she killed somebody. I didn't know what, what this character had done. Yes. To make her run away. She played like, the hell out of that character. I know, we, right? We, it was we, did, so did that show, good. but did it get nominated at all? Did that series no. get nominated? Nothing. What? Nothing. nothing for Little Fires Everywhere? For Reese Witherspoon, nothing. Nothing. What? Not that's either. another, that's another movie. You th I'm thinking about wow. Nambi for, for Sylvie's Love. Carrie also got yeah. wow. that also another phenomenal show that, so, you know, it, okay. it, it was trending on Twitter. And, you know, that came out yes. each, each week, Hulu dropped a new episode. That was always, it was so well done. Trending. So People good. Well, so is it, it worth watching the show? That I guess the, the bottom line question for both of you two, because you are the experts. So is it worth watching or should I just wait to see on Twitter? Do you who wins? know why I watch the Golden Globes, you guys? Like because watching. there always is one Black person who's nominated. Regina King can make history. 
when she yeah. w- if she were to win. No black woman has won a Best black director nominated for director Ava DuVernay. Right. But I want to be there for Regina. I want to celebrate Viola. She still is unapologetically yeah. black. Look at oh, that. Oh, I love Viola so much. Yeah. I want to see what they do to celebrate Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. There, are, there are things that I do. Listen, and what, like they what, do, was- though, what they do is they always bring a bunch of black presenters. They're like, okay, we don't make the awards, but we'll bring all the black. Yeah. We're gonna make this show hit. We're gonna have Beyonce yeah. perform because yeah. they wanted to rate. They want ratings. Yeah. So we that's why it's not true that they don't understand. It's not know? that they don't understand the power of black audiences because you're absolutely right. They cast the actual award show absolutely. knowing that they want black audiences to trend it and they want black people to watch. So it's like here are all these white uh, nominees, but here here's all these black presenters because they know. They know that That's the black the audience is Yeah, they know. They yes. recognize. Yeah. And they also recognize that we can shut that all the way down. Down. Go on Twitter and shut it all the way down. Nobody okay. will watch. If we Nobody are like, watch. nope, skip it. Everybody no, will- if, if black people were like, not only will we not watch, but the stars won't show up even though they're nominated. Oh. Like that's that's what I'm talking about, about yep. that power that we need to learn how to move as one. We need to learn yes. as Colin Kaepernick has tried to teach us all that we have to sacrifice sometimes for the greater good. When you have yes. an opportunity that yes. there are those moments, I'm not saying that this is the moment, but yes. I will actually watch yes. um, just because of who is nominated. And we should also mention Chris, the movie soul, the animated movie. Oh, that one I'm excited that- no. That will probably win that category. It was no, the most best animation. I yeah. think both categories, best, uh, best animation and best uh, soundtrack. Hmm. I think both of those categories that are win, and it's beautiful. I think it's there are things about it I wish were that were different. I ain't about lie. soul. About soul, yes. What you not like? Tell me. Okay, I love the movie. It's the casting for me. Like I, I love Tina, Tina Fey. Fey. I think she's brilliant. She's hilarious. I, I, I was uncomfortable at times seeing a white woman. The white, the white woman's voice, voice this black body. I get it that that was her little soul inhabiting the body, but I kept thinking to myself, this movie was done three years ago before the Black Reckoning, before Black mm. Lives Matter movement, you, you know, affected Hollywood as yeah. it did this past year. That movie mm. would never have been greenlit this year. Yeah. You know, you would have had Kiki Palmer, you would have had Wanda Sykes, you would have had Tiffany right. Haddish as the yeah. comic female voice. I was yeah. very uncomfortable. This white woman in the barber chair at a black barber shop, you know, oh, the white woman going to the black seamstress, the mama. Oh God. Great voice. It was very oh, God. to me. I was I was bothered by it. Oh, I'm not watching and that. That sounds horrible. No, you should watch Fox. it. No, it's a beautiful no, it's the idea of being mindful, the idea of of recognizing that you can't be so hyper focused on your on finding your purpose. Sometimes your purpose is just being. That's all beautiful. Oh, my it's a beautiful. Oh, I'm not watching that though. <laughs> no, you have to watch it. Felicia Rashad is in it. Angela Bassett. Yeah, no, uh, I, I applaud the black actor. That one moment, and I and I hear you, Chris. I, I love this movie. I loved it so much. I mean, I I will watch it again and and again and again. Because the, you know, the main character is a black man, you know, for the first time you have a black lead as, as a, as a character, you know, even though it's a cartoon, it's a black man at Pixar, right? Played by Jamie Foxx. There are a lot of black people in this. There are a lot of reasons. But Jackie, can I ask you one quick question? Yeah. Why couldn't the whole cast be black? Right. I I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I hear you about the Tina Fey thing. I don't think it's worth boycotting the movie. No, I don't I'm not boycotting it. I don't, I'm not boycotting it. I'm just skipping it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm just doing something else I with don't, my I time. Think, let me tell you, this movie is so beautiful. Listen, I why I, I, I like Tina Fey. That did not bother me. I hear you. It didn't bother me. The fight scenes in it. I'll ask the same question again. Is it fight scenes or a zombie God, in it? I cannot to make it like for me. Ain't no fight scenes. Can I also talk but, about the fact that CBS on Monday nights has quite the lineup that black people need to lean into the ooh. neighborhood is so good with um, Cedric the Entertainer Tainer, and Tashina Arnold. There's Bob Hart's Abishola, which, you know, focuses on a Nigerian American family at the center of it. Um, it is so well written and so well done and hilarious. And then All Rise with Simone Missick as the lead <laughs> as a black judge. You know, it, I mean, the we which totally got snubbed by the Golden Globes, by the way. Such great writing. Such a great lineup on Monday night that people. Oh, well, make sure y'all watch Sunday night after the Super Bowl. The Queen, Queen Latifah, will be. I just interviewed. That's gonna be hot. Wait on what? What's the show? I just interviewed Lorraine Toussaint yesterday. Oh, I love. Who plays her auntie on it? Queen Latifah is taking over the role. The Equalizer. The Equalizer. You know the show back in what the eighties? Yeah, in the eighties. Denzel did two movies as the lead role. She is coming back before the two leads that played it, the two men were loners. Now she is someone with a 15, 16 year old daughter. You know what? Twitter, Twitter. Toussaint is her aunt. It's mm-hmm. going to be great. And Twitter, it wasn't black Twitter. I'm just going to call it Twitter. Twitter tried to drag her. They, they put did. a trailer out like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, yep. kind of saying like, it was like CBS saying once you watch Super Bowl, watch the Equalizer and people, trolls were dragging her because she is a plus size black woman running around with a gun. You know, it is, this role is very physical and it's yeah. very much so like one of those Is bad- it like set it off? Is it basically like it's, set it's it off? It's a cop. It's a cop. No. Former cop. <laughs> a former cop who now is almost like an assassin. She's a former, she's a former CIA. Uh, operative and so she really has like those kind of skills but joy to your point it's gonna be fighting there might be i like that they'll be running they'll be shooting shooting. why is she so violent chris chris why why is she so violent joy i don't know know. (laughs) i'm an action adventure person let's have a therapy moment joy she don't want to watch a love story we're gonna talk about that that'll be my therapy conversation it's not like she even needs you to talk about tina fey on soul once you said what it was about that it was about enjoying life and really you know not really focusing on big goals and just enjoying the moments of life she was like i'm out already but then when you said tina fey you just got her gave her a reason <laughs> a real reason she was like oh that's it i'm out I'm like i feel like it's hard i get a joy i think it's hard in this pandemic with all this going on in the pandemic with to look at people so being normal like it's hard sometimes you want to watch like folks going through some things like i'm i'm well, really I don't. I, no, you want to step outside of like regular reality. Like I want to see space. I want to be like yes. all the way on another planet. Yes. 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 Always want to see that, whether we're in a pandemic or not. She like she is a sci-fi nerd head. I want to see. Sci- I want science fiction. I want to be on a different. Did you watch the Mandalorian? Joy? Of course. Oh. Andres, your your nephew, you got some. He has. He's telling everybody at school. You're his aunt, by the way. I am. Mess. But he tells everybody at school, 
people at school really think that he's related to you, which is a mess. But no, he like, is watching The Mandalorian. I am not nobody's Star Wars nothing, but that show is everything. You like, need to tell, tell him Auntie Joy is there with him. I have not one, not two, everything. but three Baby Yodas. I got three. Oh my God, them. Baby Yoda deserved to go to Globe nomination. Like Baby Yoda to me yes! is the whole yes! award show. Yes, it is. My sister, somebody just sent my sister a baby Yoda doll in the mail. I'm surprised there's not one sitting behind Joanne right now. He's uh-huh. upstairs. He's with his friends. <laughs> Yo, I tried to get Andres one. They are like so expensive. I tried like two weeks ago to get I him one. I got mine at Build a Bear Workshop. We were in the mall. We had to, we took a day out of, put our masks on. We had to go to the mall because one of us had, I think it was the daughter had a, a issue with her Mac. And, you know, we had to go to the Mac store. So while we're there, we're walking to it back from dropping off Mac and we see the Build a Bear Workshop. And the baby Yoda is right there in the, in the, in the window. And how do I not go in and get one? And literally, I made so my little baby Yoda's name is Yo Yo. He's so cute. He, we built him. He was born oh, right then and there. That. We made him. And then I got two more for Christmas. The, not the Build a Bear one, but my little Build a Bear one. He has little clothes. He See, got a little outfit. Did you get him a little shell to fly around in? That was a little shell. I didn't get. They didn't have I the shell, but they, they I had a little, little shell. There's Listen. a shell. I need the shell. He needs the shell. No, but he lives in his own. I made him his own little bed. But have- he's got a little outfit. Sometimes when he's feeling like bored with what he has on, yeah. I just switch his little clothes. And when we watch The Mandalore, we put him in his like Excuse little, me. other little Excuse outfit. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> we have been on this podcast for almost an hour and a half. Okay, okay it's time guys. to go. And so I'm we have no. Chris, you know we love having you here. Thank and you. since you are here, we're going to skip over all of our other hot topics. That we <laughs> yeah, we don't have no more tonight. hot topics. Oh, but what there, is, there is something that we really should talk about since our last podcast, and that is the death of the great Cicely Tyson. Yes. Um, we were not able to talk about that on our last podcast. So just wanted to... Christopher, ask you and you, Joanne. I never had the opportunity to meet her or interview yeah, her. Yeah, um, I have. But, Please tell us about that experience. And you so give you guys two little stories. Yeah. When I yeah, 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 yeah. The first time when she was on Broadway doing Trip to Bountiful. Ah, um, and it was 2014, 2013. But I'll never forget what she said to me. I asked her about being nervous. You know, I'm, I'm, I get nervous before I go on a show. No matter how many times I do, but I still get nervous. And I asked her, do you still get nervous? I think she was 91 or 92. Do you still get nervous before you go on stage? And she said, absolutely. I still get nervous. And if you don't get nervous, that means you shouldn't be doing it. And then she also told me she never tells anyone about a role that she wants because she said she once did it. She once said it in in an interview, like her her dream role. And she said to me, she was like, and then some actress, I won't say her name, but she came like a thief in the night and she (laughs) took the role from me. And she said, so oh. never, she didn't say her name. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like Diane Carroll in my mind, but she's yeah. like, never say the role. But I'll tell you something that she did to me a year and a half later. It was for a Lifetime movie, Trip to Bountiful. I interviewed her, Vanessa Williams and Blair Underwood all together in the mm-hmm. same hotel room in New York City. And you know, when you begin an interview, you start off saying, hey, you guys, I'm Chris Witherspoon um, with thegrio.com. And right now I'm sitting down with, you know, Cicely Tyson, Vanessa Williams, and Blair Underwood. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity to interview you. Cicely says, stop. Cameraman, camera, stop the interview. And Vanessa Williams looking at her like, girl, what's going on? And she says, young man, I am a lady. 
she, Vanessa Williams, is a lady. You said, thank you guys. That's <gasps> not how you begin an interview. <gasps> and I was shaking and shivering. Blair Underwood took my took his arm, put it on my leg, and he says, just it's okay. He said, just just keep going. <laughs> and I said, I said, I said, Miss Tyson, I am so sorry. I said, we you remember Hassan Joy from the Grio, our camera guy? Yes. Hassan was there. He was playing yes. because he was trying to operate two cameras. We had a two-shot wow. going by himself. I said, I am so sorry, Miss Tyson. And thank you. I, I thanked her. I yeah. said thank you because no one's ever told me that before and it makes sense. So yeah. I did the interview and I said, I am joined by Cicely Tyson. Uh, Vanessa Williams and Blair Underwood, thank you all for taking time to sit <laughs> yes. down with me. Oh but my please, God. I love it. I'm okay. so grateful my a legend schooled me. I was I, but, but, but what a story, right? It, it's a yeah. great story. Uh, the, my my Cicely Tyson story is less fabulous. It's way less fabulous. So my Cicely Tyson story is I met her the one time at the Tyler Perry, the opening of the Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta. She was, you know, they named one of the studios after her. You know, they eat a lot of them each yes. got like a studio. So there's a Cicely Tyson studio. There's a, you know, there's a Spike Lee, you know, there's a Denzel. So she um, got her thing, her nomination. I didn't meet her that night. The next day, Tyler did like a whole church service thing. And so everybody went to church and then there was a brunch. So I'm going, so, you know, we're walking around, you're trying to walk around brunch, you're trying to be cute, but you like this, all this food, that's like endless food. It's like literally like, you know, like the Wicked Witch's house where there's all these candies and cakes and they're going to cook you and put you in the oven. It's that much food. So, you know, my greedy behind, I'm walking around like, oh my God, I almost tripped over a tiny little person on my way over to go to the little ball, the little omelet bar. And who the hell did I nearly trip over? Was Cicely freaking Tyson. And I'm like, oh my God. Can you imagine? Mr. Tyson, I am so sorry. I almost tripped over you. And she said, that's okay, darling. And I introduced myself and she said, oh my goodness, I love watching you on TV. Oh, and no. I, and oh. then I didn't have, I couldn't respond. I didn't know what else to say because she said she watched me on TV and I nearly died. And I think I stammered out something really stupid and embarrassing. I can't even remember because I went into a fog. At that <laughs> moment, I went into a fog. The fact that she even ever, I mean, that was the same one that Hank Aaron was at. And he, you know, and I, so it was like meeting all the all legends there. All the legends were there. Stephanie Mills, Anita Baker. I just spent the whole two days. It was such a blur. I have almost no pictures of it. I have almost nothing because I was so out of it that I couldn't even think I should take a picture with these people. And didn't you almost like, not go? Didn't you almost not go? I almost not. I almost didn't go. I li and I think I got whooping cough from coming yeah, up no. on that trip, by the way. Mm -hmm. that was I think I got whooping cough because that we, was from being tired and over from being tired. I think I got whooping cough, but it was worth the whooping cough. It was worth ending up in the hospital when I came back from it because the people who were there, it was like. It was legendary. It was really, truly, truly, truly you know amazing. I but I did meet her and I almost fell on her. <laughs> wow. Oh my wow. Okay. In my church guys. dress. All right. Now we got to. Uh, we we got to wrap. We got to yeah. wrap it up. Yes. But Christopher, as I mean, as usual, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Always. I mean, really, I, I didn't. I, I, I know. I'm we so don't mind dropping our hot topics. It is leveled for you. up. It is leveled up. I'm so proud of y'all. Oh, we're proud of you too, Chris. No, we're very proud of you. And 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 don't be telling people that Andres is not my my uh, my nephew because he <laughs> is. 
And no, he goes. That's to like a real thing. He's the actually my school, dad. The entire school thinks you're his blood auntie. Okay, like I he tell people that he's my play godson. Oh my god! And we never had a ceremony. We never did anything in the church. But I'm like, yeah, that's my godson. So he, we, I'll step that up to to nephew, and I'm good with that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so cute. Oh my god. Um. Okay. Well, Joanne, let me ask you really quickly. What are you gonna do for you this weekend besides drink protein shakes? Well, it's Super Bowl weekend. I have no interest in either of the teams. I used to be a football fanatic. Now I don't care. And also Tom Brady is now in Florida, making Florida even even more, you know, rank and shady. So I'm like, do I root for the, the nasty old Florida ranked team with Tom Brady? Or do I root for Kansas City? Well, I don't care about them. So I'm, I'm just going to probably watch the commercials and eat stuff I'm not supposed to eat and drink drink alcohol I'm not supposed to drink. Well, you know, you? Amanda, Amanda Gorman is going to be performing a poem at the Super Bowl for the first yes. time. Yes. What's Which the halftime mean? show? I, I would love to know what the halftime show is. It's the weekend. It is the weekend. I don't. Baby, I, I, I'm going to get through it. All I'm going to say is I'm going to get through it. <laughs> That's all I can do. Chris, stop Don't ask it. me for more than that. I'm going to get through it. <laughs> I'm going to get through it. I love football as a sport. What was y'all saying? Football. I hope hope he has Beyonce come out. Right. The weekend better do something better than just be They said he spent millions on this halftime show. I just don't get him. I don't get how he's a thing. Have you seen the latest thing where he just kind of looked like he had plastic surgery? Yes. What is that? That That works for Lady Gaga. That works for like the Katy Perry's, but I'm sorry, no. you're not, no. you're not they getting, they should have got Rihanna, they should have got, There's, yes, no, I'm they not, like, I'm not excited, somebody back from the dead or something, I'm sorry, something, I can't, I can't. they better like scare up the ghost of Prince or do something during something. the week, the halftime show, because yeah. I'm not even hologram interested, Whitney Houston, I'll take a hologram, uh, hologram it, you know, <laughs> yes, they should have got Charlie Wilson, Child, anything, Uncle anything, Charlie. but you're gonna have to watch this, Jackie, because you got your little boyfriend that's all in the game, and you know, in the, in the in, you know, we know that you're probably gonna have to watch it, Jackie Reed. No, what you gonna do for you? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that is his job. We, I'm not required to participate. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll probably this weekend because last weekend was my birthday. Yeah, um, happy birthday. And I did want to mention that I did go to that little rooftop thing. Christopher, you have to do this. Joanne, when you're back in New York, you have to do it. Oh, it's called thing. like, it's the South Street, uh, South Street Seaport. They have a restaurant down there that's on a rooftop and it's Ooh. all these little glass houses and you can see like the, oh, it's, got, it's be, and the the little houses seat about 10 people. It's like a little Ooh. lounge. It's heated. You Ooh. order food on an app. They drop it off right at the door. They have cocktails. Ooh. It is of the cuteness. Wait, um, wait, wait. One, one, one second. Read this, read that. Read this, read that. Gay audience who's out there. I am very single. So DM me. Ooh. Let me know. Ooh. We can Ooh. go to the South 3 Seaport rooftop. Ooh. Okay, go on, Jackie. Go on, Jackie. I listen, about him being single, you got to go through me and Joanne first. Exactly. We And, we and listen, we both journalists, so we know how to do a background check we on your ass. So don't even try to come to us if you got a criminal record, because we all we have to do is look it up. We are journalists. Yeah, thank you. We're so we make sure that you're house. not a yes. serial killer. We're just not compatible. We're looking for That's compatibility. True. That's true. And, and we have to your, we we gotta check your credit. I, I'm sorry, but you know, listen, we got to check your credit because we are not even playing these games on the finances because I have my little 
you know, my little nephew has to eat. Yes, yes. <laughs> his, daddy, his daddy's got bucks, and we're trying to protect that. As yes, well. his yes. daddy is a mogul in the making, and yes. we just don't bring. Do y'all? Okay, can I just say one thing before we go? And I know we have to go. We only okay, have to I go because you have a hard Empire. ten o'clock out per your assistant. I know we about to go, go but now <laughs> that I have watched Bling Empire, Bling Empire has established all my new normals. For oh, if you want to be hooked up with something, it has to be minimal. Those y'all. Okay. In my head, I am Anna from Bling Empire. I'm Have Anna. you seen the Instagram account with their clothing and jewelry? No, I'm obsessed. It is I'm just, obsessed. It's just called uh, um, what is it called? Bling uh, Empire. Bling Empire. Bling Empire shop. Is everything. It These is everything. girls are paying five thousand dollars for uh dresses and like ten thousand, hundred thousand dollars for bracelets and rings. I'm just saying. Yep. That's I crazy. think the person for you, Chris, is Kane because he seems single and he has a wall oh, of shoes. Yep, I love it. I'm down. And he's everybody's yeah, best it. friend. He's yep. like the nicest person ever. He's like, do you want to borrow my $5,000 sneakers? And the um, dude's like, uh, yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? And listen, listen. I want to be a part of like the Chinese, uh, the China dynasty. So like, yes. you know, like that one woman, Christina, I think is her name. Yes. Who has the son who's like an heir. She's I'm terrible. Like, I would look great in a good old like like male version kimono. Go ahead and get in that because what's wrong with that? Yes, get in that. I am down get for in it. that. Yes. Just invite me to the rooftop parties. Black gay Kimorley Simmons. You Let's know? do like, it. You know what I mean? Let's do <laughs> this it. Can Let's happen. <laughs> this Let can happen. This can happen. I love it. Yes. Christopher, Jackie, what are you I'm gonna sorry. do this weekend? Who me? Oh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna watch the game. So my son, you guys, he is I think my biggest teacher, my biggest healer. Football for me as a kid was a nightmare. Like when we had to play it in eighth grade, the boys punched me, they called me names. I would run from the ball because they would throw it from across, you know, the yard lines really aggressively. And I would dodge and run and be out of the, uh, out of bounds. But my son loves football. So like for me, I watch it with him. I'll I'll be all into the commercials. I'm gonna watch all the commercials. But oh. I'm gonna watch it. we're gonna we're gonna get, uh, get food and fry some chicken wings and have fun. He yes. Friend over. We're gonna have a good time. But I'm gonna watch well, the actual game. I love yeah. that Andres is me as a kid. I, I think Andres is just me as a kid. I basically was him as a kid. I was. I mean, we're into the same things, like you know, he Star Wars, NBA, football. He watches football. He watches Star. I hated Star Wars growing up, but I loved. I loved it. it. Oh my God, Andre! I like you too. Wait, okay, he stop. Is my child. Stop it. We're leaving. You can catch Joanne on the readout Monday through Friday at seven p.m. on MSNBC. You can watch forget, me. <laughs> Leslie Odom will be on with us on Friday. Whoop whoop! And Let's watch him, Jackie Reed. Oh, I love him. Yes, Leslie Odom will be on with Michael Eric Dyson. We're going to be having him on Friday. But you must watch Miss Jackie Reed on. Her show is called New York Live. It stars Jackie Reed. And another lady Sarah is also Gore. part of it. Sarah so, Gore is her name. Sarah Gore. She's yeah. also Co-host. there. Yes. But it's mainly Jackie Reed. And you can watch her Monday to Friday co-host. at 11 a.m. Uh, in together. New York City. Also at 1 p.m. on in. if you're in Boston. That's where you're going to watch it in Boston. Watch Jackie and the other lady, too, because she's also there working really hard. Yes, she is. We work hard together. Yes. (laughs) And check out my podcast, Vegan Sexy Cool, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And Joanne. For complicated food that you can't make, but you can eat it. If somebody (laughs) makes it for you. longer and be kind to the world. Be kind to animals. We love you all. Yes, please. That does it for us. Tell your friends to subscribe, please, to the Read <laughs> That Podcast and follow us on social media, you guys. Until next time, bye. Christopher, bye. Thank you.